What's up, guys? It's Kat. And it's Russell. And this is Critical Lens. Russell, I pointed out to you when you got here today that you're looking a little bit different. You've got a beautiful kind of 1950s housewife Alice band happening. It's like floral print. It's got a little tie at the top. It's a very like kind of dainty hair hairdo accessory. Your eyes, eyes are certainly looking very, very big and very pretty today. <laughs> when, when Russ got here, he commented on my dress and then said something chauvinistic <laughs> about cleavage. <laughs> and then went on in the same sentence, which is only what our Russell can do, went, oh, that, that dress shows a lot of cleavage, then goes, I'm looking for skirts. <laughs> That's not what happened at all. You mentioned your straight jacket thing with your sling, and to make you feel a little bit better, I said, oh, well, it boosts the cleavage. Well, I'm just, it would be more hilarious my way, so fine, justify your... Fine, hilarious versus accuracy, whatever. I mean, we're telling a story here, but they get the point. They know that my side is real. (laughs) That's what counts. Okay, so back to the skirt stuff. So... I mean, we spoke well, about not it. back to it. We didn't really get into it. <laughs> You're going to be pushy, difficult, madam, this episode. Awesome. I'm here for it. Love it. Yeah, so skirt stuff, yes. Skirt stuff. Getting back to the skirt stuff. A, a while ago, I spoke about, I mean, the guys, this was back in um, CW's infancy. I spoke about this amazing book I was reading, um, like the suffering, the condition of being a human being or something like that and I spoke about the main character who you don't know what their birth sex is because that doesn't matter because this is a person who wakes up every day and every day they feel like they identify or it's not identify I don't like that word it's like an adoption of it rather Mm. than what you actually are like you know the concept of phenomenology no no I don't so I do (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so basically it's a little philosophy of relationship to reality and and how that works within our sphere and the world sphere and Nietzsche was a big, uh, you know, he would kind of be the, the father of it, like the concept of reality and how we fit in and how you see a table and I see a table and how events happen. So I don't really like the term identity, identify, not identity, identity is a strong word, but identify, because before we actually started this episode, I I was trying to think of a word, which I'm always trying to do, but I kind of brought it down to mental health or kind of, yeah, mental health porn was kind of the thing. And identifying sounds like a porn word in the health mental health world and it's not actually con- I don't think it's considered to be a mental health issue is being transgender a mental health issue I don't think so I suppose a mental health issue implies something that's wrong uh, a chemical imbalance or I mean because there is a science side to being transgender yes Okay, so that's actually something interesting that we guys, we should research. 
because we work on this kind of a show. So mm-hmm. we're going to leave that there because I think that's really interesting. Let us know what your thoughts are. And let's move more on to your side, which is this character basically identifies, which is where I was going, as a different sex every day. Which is, a, it's not a very common state of being. I, I think that it's going to gain prominence and people are going to go crazy. I think people are going to really dislike this. I must say, it was the first time I'd ever read of I read about. I actually thought people were either, you know, identified as the sex they were born as, or they were transgender, and that was it. I'm I'm such a basic bitch. Forgive me, CWs. But Russ, you when I told you about this book, and I'm not actually using the terminology yet because I'm kind of trying to explain myself and stay away from easy, safe terminology porn. I would rather want to experience this and my confusion and my difficulty with it so you can appreciate that this is a very honest and not at all cultivated to make myself look at all fucking perfect or the solution or an ally rather just being cat of critical whimsy who's sounding a little bit more crazy than critical and more wordy than whimsical but will forgive me you said this is how you feel so Take it away. Cool. <laughs> Shell dear. First off, slight correction. There's a big difference between sex and gender. Yes. Okay, cool. Agreed. That that established. Why do you say that? <laughs> See? Okay, because sex is the physical characteristics. Gender is how you... I, I don't want to say feel, but how you are how you identify, identify I guess. Porn it's, word. Yeah. 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 It's so, been you know, taken away from people and then it's been used mm. by celebrities and stupid people and people with political agendas and yes. now it's almost it's almost taken away the power of it. So yeah, that's why I'm kind of bitching. It's not the actual inheritance of the word, it's the... It's the way it's, it's used. The, yeah, it's the spawn of it that mm. I have a problem with. Yeah, the guys that go, well, if you can identify as that, why can't I identify as a pine tree or something? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's not really a valid thing, but that's where the whole word identify opens us up to. Or that. celebrities who say I'm identifying as, you know, a certain pronoun. Um but I might change that someday, which I get is your right. You can do whatever you want. I mean, you can identify as a pine cone. You can identify as a computer. You can identify as whatever you want, as you want. But when by them saying that, I feel like it's a bit disrespectful because people are already, already questioning their integrity regarding it. But for you, it was very different. Yeah. Well, as we have mentioned in the last episode, I am non-binary. Uh, and that is the term. Hmm. What does non-binary mean? Well, okay, non-binary is an identity in itself and also somewhat of an umbrella term where it wraps up a lot of things under it. But non-binary basically means that I don't identify, I don't identify either exclusively as male or female, but something else. In my case, it's a little bit of a mix where I identify as both male and female. But more male, right? Usually, yes. More male. But is that just because you were brought up without having the options of being female? 
That I'm not sure about. When did but you probably first... not. I think on the whole I'm more male characteristics than female. But I'm somewhat gender fluid where stuff shifts over time and that. Where there are times I'm more male, there are times I'm a bit more female than appearance and behaviour. I'm going like to push that. you on that. Well, that's a wrong thing to say, but yeah. Yeah, I'm going to push you on that, but I want to get back to the book I read, where it almost felt like a Groundhog Day thing. So I felt like that was wrong, where every morning this character would wake up and they'd almost feel, it almost I almost got a sense of Groundhog, you wake up and you're in it. Uh, it's actually a David Leviathan book. He did it. This is a completely different. Sorry, guys, I, I read so much and sometimes I sound like a moron, and I am. <laughs> That's why. No. Uh, so yeah. So this character basically body ju- a body jumper, if you like. Hmm. Somebody. It, it's a it's a it's a sci-fi concept, but it, it felt a little bit sci-fi in a way in the book. And the book was really gracious and really awesome, and I learned a lot. But they kind of almost woke up every day and felt different. So they might have two days of feeling male, and and being like, yeah, I woke up and I'm feeling the swag. Whoop. Whoop. Okay, but now this, of course, brings in, I mean, we've got racial issues all over the world, especially in America, where people are, like, identifying it as different colors and people are getting very upset. This one chick got a plastic surgery because she said that even though on the outside she was white, on the inside she felt Asian. So then she um, <laughs> she changed her appearance to that boy band, that amazing boy band which i don't really like but they are quite fun blt or something oh my gosh i'm such an old person i have no idea who you're talking about but cool i will watch music videos afterwards and then you'll remember this moment and when i you go no i don't want to listen to podcasts i don't want to watch your videos you'll remember that it's all research for when we look stupid on our podcast all right okay so you didn't wake up one morning and go i feel like a rose today i don't feel like a rice did you ever have that how did it kind of come upon you i mean this was before the term i mean non-binary when did you even hear that term when did you start to identify with it i feel like we should change our podcast title to from critical whimsy to cat gets to know the person she's been she's known for years and then discovers every week he has a big jerry jerry springer reveal and it's amazing and we never need another guest ever again (laughs) and we'll work a working title is cat gets shocked and is cool very cool and stupid okay non-binary is a term i've only learned of in the past um several years probably four or five years ago I was kind of like this before I think the first time I met you you were wearing a skirt you actually you were like wearing skirts but at that time there were a lot of guys wearing skirts and wearing eyeliner so guys Mm. never said yeah I'm non-binary they were like this is a fashion statement that was the way it was kind of perceived in Joburg City this is a thing this is a a steampunkish offset you know it was never said I'm non-binary. It was like, oh, yeah, I love guy liner. That was the phrase. Mm, guy liner, yeah. So it was just a fashion sense thing. Mm. Now you're saying, no, it was so much more yeah. deeper. Well, for me, it was for even before then. Uh, we had, well, one of the events that I actually organized was kind of a Halloween party with the cross-dressing theme and I went out and I found a dress that didn't really fit me at a charity shop but I could get away with it and 
we did the whole thing and something about it just kind of clicked. Not to the point where I'm female. Or, but this feels good. Yes. Okay. How old were you? Mid to late 20s. So up until that point, you had never considered the fact that sometimes you felt like a woman in a situation. Or no. you responded as, you know, because for my, my understanding is that when you are in your female state, because non-binary people... It's it's this kind of almost beautiful thing, but it's it, it kind of is almost I could liken it to ooh, personality like a characteristics, mm, but more more destructively controversial disassociation. You know, like almost you're like you're one thing and then you're another. So I know what that is because I have disassociation in different situations. Mm. I do disassociate. Um, that's a very normal thing. So was it like you would be feeling feminine and behaving like that in the schoolyard where you would be, oh my gosh, almost talking and being a little bit theatrical and then a guy would kind of come up to you and be like, but you're more some booze. And you'd be like, oh, disassociate a bit and be like, okay, cool. And then like flick the lever or did you just have no control whatsoever? Could no, you like play it through, you know, did you know when you were having girly days where you just really love Britney? I think this is stereotypical stuff I'm talking. But guys, I understand this is a fumble, not a fucking professional Olympian. To a point, yes. It's not something that I've had much control over. It's not something where I could just flick the switch and I'm this. And it's never been instant changes like that. It's always just been the slow shift between the various genders okay so so this frustrates me a little because i like to know things through and through and you're always mm. so happy to accept this as just and i'm always just but if i'm being gay i'm being gay you know what <laughs> i mean and i'm like pretty much like yeah i'm gonna get a chick and she's gonna be nice and she's gonna look like this and i'm gonna know and with you, you're like, and then there'll be a beautiful boy, but then there'll also be a whole group of girls. <laughs> you know, you, you're so, and I mean, you say, you, you know, you're non-binary, but I feel like you're like, it's like almost people saying, I'm a little bit gay sometimes, or I'm a little bit gay with this one, or my schoolgirl crush. You know, that darlingly um, non-threatening phrase to all um, heterosexuals the schoolgirl crush and I feel like you being like I'm non-binary I'm like Russ I've known you as a guy I refer to you your pronouns are he and him and his and hey <laughs> you know you're like but then again I mean even our relationship I mean because when I was younger I had a very traumatic encounter with an adult who told me I have a lot of testosterone and women like her have a lot of progesterone and um, estrogen and she was like, you're very, you have a very male energy. And I knew that was wrong. And I think what she was referring to was I'm combative. I am pushy. I'm assertive. I have opinions on everything. I can be the loudest drunk at the party. I am, you know, very in your face. The stereotypical male behavior. Yes. yes. Yet I 
I'm like, cool. Like if someone said to me, okay, but you have to be a boy, I'd be like fine with that. But I'm not like offended by those things. Like mm. that doesn't offend. The problem with me is that I'm like, cool, that wouldn't phase me. I could totally like get my taming of the shrew secret disguise. She's the man thing going and conquer the world. Mm. And I've always said I'd like to be a man. That's not the same thing as being non-binary. No. Well, one of the things for me and one of, that I've had to come and accept is that there is often a certain fluidity to my gender. Not everyone is like this. But I, to classify further beyond the non-binary label, I identify as an androgene who's also somewhat gender fluid, where it will shift. But there's a fluidity to sexuality and gender that a lot of people have. Where sometimes they're more male, sometimes they're more female or more any of the other available options. Sometimes you're more attracted to men sexually, sometimes more to women. And for me, a lot of this comes and goes in those almost sort of waves. Is this the same as like a fashion like phase? Is it like a phase? You know, our parents, our generation, if we did shit like this, it would be a phase. Mm. I would classify it more as a cycle than a phase. It's it's something that I cycle through. It comes and goes. One day when we're famous podcasters, you're going to get all these interviews and the New York Times will do a piece on me going... She's still talking. Why? Question mark. <laughs> you know? And you'll be like, my cycle. And I'll be like, I had cycles the whole time, motherfucker. <laughs> Just want to point that out. Just want to point that out. Okay, cool. All right. So another question in our relationship. You started off, like you, you might have mentioned it to me, but this is like kind of circling back to last week's um, mm. episode where I like accused you of like, not ever formally introducing yourself as Mr. Polly <laughs> to me, which would be awesome. Like if you were Russ Polly, <laughs> Polly, <laughs> Polly Russ, Polly Russ. <laughs> and um, so I'll I'll do the same thing now because I'm like I feel like okay. So the first week you shaved, all of a sudden you've like grown your hair out. Your look is like about two or three weeks ago. Maybe it was because my arm broke and you just are competitive with like... like two or three I... weeks ago, I looked like a biker. Mm. That stereotypical hell's angel type Yeah, look. he was the roughest looking bro. You know, his, his when we came back, guys, 40th birthday party, he had on a jacket, leather jacket. He was all brawny and like, yo, yo, but I'll oh, pass on my stud, eh? <laughs> and... And then I broke my arm and he had a cycle. And, you know, as we do, we, we, we are in the same cycle, obviously. And you came to see me and it was actually a, a week after that, actually, because I was in pain, so I don't remember the first time. Uh, and you had a little Alice band on and it was very delicate and your hair had grown out a little bit, but it was almost like a trying something new thing. And I was like, okay, that's sexy. And you're like, cool, dope. Next week, a little bit more zhuzhed up. And I was like, oh, you look cute. You look thanks. This week, you're like, I don't like the phrase guy liner because I feel like it's disrespectful to non-binary people because I feel like it's it was a phrase that we used back in the day. And I, I would love to go back to all the guys I knew who wore guy liner and say, no, I want to know why you did. Because before, I was just like, yeah, bro's going to like disrespect their dads. Mm, uh, yeah, a phrase also like man back. Yes. Those handbags. 
Yes. Like my lovely red one sitting over yeah. here. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I use, I've used that term a few times. Mm. I once used that with a guy and he almost punched me. So I guess he was a, a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but this week, exactly, you have a beautiful, like, red, like, I notice immediately your accessories. Your hair band is so pretty. You've got this beautiful little, um, bag accessorize thingy it looks new and, and red is very sexy it's a very feminine color it's a very like i'm hunting color for women let's get psychological guys we're not therapists by the way i'd have no training whatsoever i am a sociologist you know what i mean like listen we're just guessing hey we're dipping into the dark so you just have fun with us yo and i think i just said my first year or so well as well for yourself thank you okay and then you were like yeah and look at my eyeliner and i was just well shit i've never been able to conquer eyeliner so i think you're a better woman than me and now i the moment so i'm like completely oblivious to whatever russell does until he looks better than me <laughs> that's that's basically what i'm getting to oh thank you <laughs> when he starts looking fucking prettier than me i like get fucking salty and i'm like all right bitch new man what are you doing so my question is were you trying to acclimatize me are you doing the say to your dad were you trying to acclimatize me to this new cycle rather than kind of verbalize because i verbalize everything but you don't in fact before the pod today we were talking about how like we can't even whatsapp each other you think two people who talk all the time and talk for like and profession to each other we actually had a little little way the other night about it i'm so glad we cleared it up but sometimes things need to be said mm. were you climatizing me are you doing that to other people seeing people's reactions were you testing me uh no none of that it's just been my my shift uh slowly been doing a little bit more and more not to acclimatize anyone it's just what i wanted to do at that point in time I'm going to say her name because she doesn't listen to our podcast and she promised she wouldn't. Mm. And she'd be fine if she heard me say her name. She'd just love it. And then she'd like write, write me hate mail. Our friend Gabby, well, more your friend. She's like a real like no shit bullshit chick. Yes. Who loves, who loves a drag queen. Like <laughs> just something she'll put at the NTM. How does she feel about this though? She the called me more handsome. Really? Yeah. I, I took her shopping the other day mm -hmm. and... Uh, you the thing she walked out of the. With her. Hmm? You have increased your shopping trips. You guys are now like joined at the hip shopping every day. <laughs> Not quite every mm -hmm. day, but uh, she doesn't have a car, so I try and help her out when I can. Every time uh, I'm heading that way, I will. I know her. that, Russell. <laughs> but you know her big thing? She walked out the gate. Hi. You're looking more handsome. Okay. It's like. Thank you. Not what Not I was necessarily the adjective I was looking for, but I'll take it. <laughs> what adjectives do you want? Kind of like pretty. I feel that that's largely a neutral term. But you're more sensual than pretty. You're like more sexier. Oh, thank like, you. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, because women... And I'm not a very good woman. I'm, I'm, well, uh, I'm not a very good girl. I'm not very good. You know, we we're talking about all the podcasts I listen to and all the stuff I read. But you won't ever find me on a YouTube channel looking at makeup. Hmm. And it's not, I don't think I'm not feminine. I just think I'm 
I'm so in my head. There's just no space for that. Oh, I'm so I'm yeah. such a snob. I've, I've known plenty of women who identified purely as women who had no time for makeup or no, anything. But I That's still believe in a... self care. I do believe I'm wearing makeup today. No, I love hmm. being a woman and stuff. But shit, this is not about my insecurities and that person who might or might not have been one of my step parents in the past calling me testosterone. Little, she was quite a bitch. Okay, so here's another question because you say this is your cycle and accept me, born this way, yo yo yo. Very much, but yes. I'm going to say, what about the rejection of friends? What about if I was uncomfortable with? What if I said to you, Raz, I've got friends coming over for a bride later on. You're wearing a fucking, like, Alice band. You're wearing guy liner. Like, what are you doing? Like, what if I, like, shamed you? What would you do then? How would you feel about our relationship? Because I was saying, like, my first question was, were you testing me to see if I'd be cool? And you're like, just like, Catherine's so self-absorbed. Don't worry about it. I have to bigger my game every week. One day I'll be sitting here in a wedding dress and then I'll finally make her see me as I am. I pretty go. Mm. But, you know, I'm saying... No, I, I knew you would be cool. If I thought you weren't, I would have actually warned you okay. and prepped it in advance. No, because you were wearing nail polish. I think you were just, uh, I might be wrong and I'm interrupting, but in, in at New Year's, I thought you were looking very lovely, very willowy, very like that tall girl, tragic. Life and, and slender yeah, with a lovely thin. blue nail polish. Yeah, you yes. had like this, then this very aggressive color on where I was like, girl, or actually I call girls bras, <laughs> like bra. That's that's not the color I would choose for you today. That was kind of the color, like the thought. You were like, I'm painting my nails. I think I like messaged you about the party. You were like, I'm painting my nails. I was like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> All right, I'll speak to you later. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just asking like, you know, about that. Like, what about rejection? What about, because you get that a lot in clubs anyway, where you have people friending you because of your tattoos. Yes, yes, I do. And that's annoying to you and it upsets mm. you. And sometimes people are very like, let me tell you my thoughts about you and your choices. And you're like depressed from it. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, rejection is certainly something I've had to deal with, with quite a few friends that I have lost over the years. Have you? Yes. Some when I came out initially as bi and then that refined to pan some with the whole non-binary thing it's it's just an unfortunate way that some of this goes not everyone's accepted but like as i said before i didn't give you warnings i knew you would be cool with it why if would you... i be cool with it i'm like very threatened by how pretty you are <laughs> again with my ELLs. yeah no but the guys that have the issues are the guys that are almost disgusted by it and I say, guys, I don't mean that. I've yeah, lost you mean, female you mean, friends you mean as well. Like I mean, me and people. My bros, yeah. yeah. What about our friends, or some more than yours and some more than mine, like people we know? Would you have to speak to them first? Say, people we, we interview on the podcast, for instance, would you feel the need to tell them first, like, hey, guys, you're coming to this podcast, you know us vaguely, just so you know, I'm going through my cycle. Some women would be very angry, by the way, mm. of having a man that they see. Like, Russ is also not that short. He's quite tall. 
Oh, I'm uh, six foot not, two. Yeah. I'm definitely when, not when, short. When, he, when he's not when he's not being a willowy birch with the wrong nail color, <laughs> he's uh, he's actually you know quite an intimidating character. And I think women love that. About I think that's there's a mm. reason why you have so many female friends. Women love being like seen with an attractive male, like a tall man. I mean, there's been a few situations where I have not asked for it, where you've been like, let me get all bro-y, woe with you and be like, bro, your situation, your sex situation, and be like, no, bro, you're no good for her. Cat, we're going home. Like, you've been a big brother to me a few times, mm. like in situations where I'm like, I'm fine. Don't control me. You're like, button up your shirt. You're being a slut. I'm like, how dare you? Dad. <laughs> I think you've gotten dad shouted at you a few times abusively in a few car drives. So then how do people like me who like see you in that way then deal with that? I mean, is it their right to deal with it? Again, it comes down to the, what is my business? What is your business? Some of that other than uh, misclaiming the slut shaming, but some of that. He's so pissy, yeah. I've got to be, got to yeah. be work, you know. Yo, yo. The protectiveness over you is not linked to my cycle. Regardless of where I am in this, if I feel something's bad for you, I'm going to say as much. Yeah. And I'll stand there and protect so and help super, you as much as I can. mean goal. But I'm getting back to like, friends that might have a problem with it because we also live in a world where you and I we spoke about this last week where we're surprised and sometimes delighted when it's not our issue mm. where people are like say super say I mean this is a South African world white people seem to think that they can say terrible stupid things to other white people and that we're all on the same team you and I are actually on a very very small fucking island in South Africa yes, of, of, of unicorns and mermaids and people that don't, um, people who, who, who think critically and be whimsical. But the reality of our world is actually pretty harsh. And I mean, you know, I know, you know, so back to like, how do you deal with people who don't accept this? I, I, again, we're yep. having a whole episode about Russ. Uh, we're going to yes, have to I'm do Yes, sorry this. about that. It's, he's so interesting. We're so interesting. I'm not sure about that. I know, but I thank have you. nothing interesting to talk about. So yeah. There have been things where there have been friends that I've valued where I have prepped them in advance and slowly worked this topic in, slowly gotten them to try and accept it. Sometimes that's worked, sometimes it hasn't. And uh, where it doesn't, you learn to deal with it. You're not always going to be friends with everyone if people can't accept you. And this is just a not related to any of the non-binary pan things. They're people you meet that you quite like. They just don't like you for some reason. I so nothing everyone. happens. <laughs> yeah. You're being very diplomatic. I think it's a lot harder than that. I think that you... And this is one of the other questions. I'm not I saying it doesn't you. cost me. Okay. Yeah, because like the whole, we have only so many units of energy a day. Mm. And part of your units, you have now committed to basically sharing with people you love that you're poly, you're bi, you're poly, you're pan, and you're non-binary. Non yeah. That's a lot of information. And we live in like an island of 
three people who were like that in our country, let alone our city, which is, you know, you. <laughs> and how do you I deal with that? I think you'd be surprised with that. There's a lot more people like this than you would realize. Not as open as you and also like you, maybe restricted by parents. Respect mm. of them, if nothing else, just respect of their, say, their environments, their religions, their cultures, where they're just like, okay, cool, the night is where I party. and I'm. But we can only go into the night party in six hours from now, but uh, and the rest and of the time... And once lockdown's over. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's over. We don't even know if it exists anymore. But what I'm saying is that it's very hard to connect with those people. They don't necessarily start Facebook pages. I know I've looked. Um, you know, it's, it's an isolating thing and you can lose people. Mm. And it's very easy to say, cool, I'll write someone off. Very cat thing to say, actually. Yeah, but it but comes with a personal cost. It's yeah. personal tragedy and pain that you have with each and every one that you lose like that. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell a little confession in this episode, which you know very well about me. But I mean, I haven't told most people that I got my first vaccination. Gas, 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 gas. Indeed. How <laughs> dare you? How could you? I know. And, it's, and now it's being mandated. And soon I could have just... I'm just waiting for everyone to be forced to do it because... To, so I don't have to admit that I am, um, you know, well, I'm sec uh, secretly had my second shot kind of situation hmm. from next week. I'm going to be all, oh, no, I was forced against my will hmm. to not die. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going um, this week for my second yeah, shot as well. If I, if I can, that's my I've had it in my mind, like the same way I wouldn't miss my meds, like buying them. I'm like, well, this week I've got to get my shot. Hmm. That's how I feel about it. I'm so excited. Uh, not for the pain, but um, for the safety. Hmm. No, because I, I, I mean, I'm 100% behind it, but I just don't like the the pain because <laughs> I'm a little I bit. didn't find my shot that painful it's just a small little injection well you're a tougher bitch than me and I've also pierced almost everything yeah, on my body like, so I'm kind of used to needles and a lot bigger ones I want to bring this to the other topic but I want to cover this one first I really cool. want to do this thoroughly okay so then five years ago you said you, you discovered you 28 okay so mm. 12 you realize you hear the you hear the phrase non-binary mm. go i connect with that but you keep it to yourself right because you're married at that point yes i am i'd had the behavior for quite a while before then i just didn't have the term to describe it okay so the year let's go backwards the years where you had the behavior this was from having a moment where you had the opportunity to dress in female attire mm. and that connected with you and you felt that was more significant than like maybe other guys didn't feel as delighted by bras and panties as you did largely yeah yeah and it, it just kind of grew out of that with a little bit of um self journey and self-realization and okay i knew what i was before i had the term for it but then for a large part of it, like within those last five years, I wasn't really permitted to. My wife wouldn't allow me. She had big issues with it. The years before you got married, though, did you explore it? Fair bit, yeah. So what did you do? What was exploring it? I mean, how big was the internet as part of the foray into non-binary? I got quite a bit of info off of the internet. Uh, so you actually did look it up. tutorials, yeah. Okay, better than me. Only time I 
look at a makeup tutorial is when they're basically reviewing an old 90s film or something that's the only time is that if the person's applying makeup and they're reviewing a movie from the 90s i'll be like okay cool i'll watch this hmm. <laughs> but that's also just me okay so you watch makeup so did you buy makeup and stuff yeah and when i got married i actually had more makeup and all of that than my wife did how did she feel about that she claimed to be cool with it, but it quite quickly became apparent that she wasn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, the stuff slowly started disappearing. <laughs> but she she was very artistic, and she also had quite a wild group of friends who were very changeable, very exotic, very interesting, very unusual, not your normal people group. That's how she tried to present it, yes. I mean, I was in your group a few times, so though I'm pretty... Um, I'm pretty me. Let's call me me, actually. Let's not say I, I'm pretty exotic or pretty banal. Is that the right one? I, I'm, I, I, I'm just pretty me. <laughs> I'm pretty much stuck in my head. Uh, That's the, kind the, of how I feel, but you No, you do. That's the thing, is that you're also such a mental person. I think that's why when we end up doing episodes on these kinds of topics, it's like caught up on us. Like, it will catch up on you earlier, and then it will, like, my little um, issues will catch up on me. And then a year later, after contemplating them, then we do an episode and think about it. But we need to think about it and think about it. So, no, yeah, I, a lot of my goth looks were very androgynous in their nature and that. But you got away with that because it was a goth look. Yes, it, it was more permitted. And people that. didn't ask you questions, right? No. No. See, you can always, this is the problem with society at the time, and maybe still is, I don't know. Mm. But you can always get away with things by people being so obsessed with themselves so that people won't ask. We, we ran into someone who identified as transgender a few months ago. Mm. And you and I, who are so <laughs> weirdly knowledgeable about the transgender community and have so many ties to it, we're like almost like privately like critiquing them, like, you know, you bitch, you need to do this and this and this. And we were like, no, 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 you would never do that. And, and it was like, okay, we can't do that. We're not part of that community, even though it might be part of our bigger community or mm. whatever, which is really interesting. But... I think that a lot of people that day who saw this person trying to make a statement probably just accepted it as being them being silly or being showing off or being drunk. Like mm. they got up that morning and said, I'm so drunk <laughs> as they were drinking their coffee and having a cigarette. I'm going to wear a dress and then make boobs in my wife's bra that I actually bought for my chest size. <laughs> you know, people don't really... If you see anyone looking a bit peculiar, hmm. so not stealth, which is the phrase that, you know, you yeah. use when you want to like actually, you know, fly, fly undercover and whatever, hmm. but you know, kind of like the, the kind of also still almost the mismatch point where you're just getting to know it. Yeah. That is one of the concerns I've had with my shift again of late is not with the friends and that, because those I've largely weeded out and those mm. I have accept. And that's and also just, just adulthood, is how many friends you lose along the way. Yeah. But um, just John Q. Public in a shopping centre and just the issues they might have with it and the potential 
complications that can cause, yeah. There is a constant lurking threat of violence. My question would be then also, as someone who, like me, lives in a state of fucking constant anxiety, how do you add to your own anxiety? Obviously, you're committed to this. This is how you feel. You have to express yourself. But fuck, if you're not self, you're just like semiing, if you want. In the immortal words of Paulie Shaw and father-in-law, I've got a semi. You're a semi girl. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, I don't think it adds to anxiety. It shifts it because when you try and deny this, when I mm. and I have in the past mm. tried to like hold back in that, that causes its own issues. What kinds of issues? Some of it's anxiety. Some of it is an increase in my depression. General panicked nature things like that just general dissatisfaction with a lot of life so you know it's kind of just shifting that into a different area it's not necessarily adding to it so that's like a big other question i wanted to ask you about this which is you know you you have had a undiagnosed mental um illness yes for most of your life i mean who knows we, we've had episodes where we try to decide when it happened to you mm. i think we kind of went between your 20s and your teens yeah and you had that last week we we discussed like you know how you were panned that you lived like a very heteronormative life for several years and then we have this like where you actually were you know cycling <laughs> we do like this word this episode fluctuating <laughs> mm, good word. um you know between the femme and the male so you know you you had all these compartmentalized parts of yourself mm. now all of a sudden you've had the space to like let everything erupt isn't that fucking exhausting Exhausting and exhilarating, uh, managing to link them all together again, finally. Because... It feels more honest and true. Because if I, like, you know, kiss a girl and I like it... Yes, Tracy. <laughs> that's Katie. Sorry, Katie. Katie. Close. Oh, um, you know, I need a year and a half to recover. I don't anymore. I don't care. I'm <laughs> maybe dead inside. But... You know, I, 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 but back in the day, I needed to process everything for a long time. But you have just kind of, I think that a lot of the stuff you were very open with and your wife was very open with at the time. She was very, you know, on the surface, maybe I was just a superficial friend. So she was very like, to me, it seems she was very accepting of stuff. There were kind of lines you said which like maybe implied differently that it was more stressful for you. But it was so easy with you. It was always so easy with you to forget that at, in the time you were by now identifying as Pan, it was so easy to, you know, sweep that under the carpet and say, you know, you are a very safe, very secure, very heteronormative male Husband. Mm, it was certainly the presentation given. Yeah. Okay. And that is, I think, what comes down to a lot of marriages and things, which is everything, as long as you aren't getting divorced, it's a success. Anything that, that, that longevity is the sign of success, not 
you know, exposure, not reveals, not change, but actually just longevity. Mm. And that is very much the South African society's ideal of it. Which also led to a suppression of personal happiness for the sake of longevity. I mean, you got diagnosed with bipolar. I was thinking about that because I was listening to an American podcast yesterday. So I was thinking about your diagnosis and they were, you're bipolar too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they were um, diagnosed with bipolar two at 21 mm. and they have spent their entire, and I actually, I was telling you how much I loved this podcast. I was like, wow, obviously not as good as Critic Whimsy, but. No, never as good <laughs> no, as no, us. But never. A little, maybe a little bit more polished, a little bit more professional. And they were saying, you know, they've lived in a state of anxiety their whole life. And they really, every episode I've heard of theirs, which aren't many, but they just talk about an anxiety. And I just thought, you know, I sometimes, and I've, as <laughs> I've said this to you many times as an expression of my own dysfunction is which I tend to sometimes, so I see things one way mm. and I'm very all or nothing. It takes me sometimes a very long time this week considering what we were talking about. It took me a surprisingly little time to see something in a bigger way. But the the way you can always know you're talking to me is that I'm talking about something and I'm 100,000% behind it. Like back in the day, the beginning days of Critical Whimsy and me and the Democratic Party of America versus now where I'm like, actually, I think Joe Biden is a little bit gross and failing and not doing good enough but it so things are faster in this world so maybe that's why i'm faster but how did you feel when you first woke up and you you were non-binary you were married at that point i think did you tell your partner yeah. yeah what was the kind of result of that did anything change no not really uh she kind of took it, uh, figured she was quiet, let her process it, etc. Nothing instantly changed or anything. It's just um, some of the forms of expression I might have gone with started becoming no-go areas. So it became threatening. Mm. It became threatening. And you were very good. You were always a very loyal partner. You were a very loyal friend. When I secretly without telling you make tiktoks of the cw with the animals on the property you don't i mean this is just a hypothetical guys not a real thing i do on a friday not like it happened last night yeah like no you don't you don't like go no that's wrong actually with me you are a little bit more firm i just want to say i know exactly your reaction maybe with me in a weird way even if you think like i'm being a brat you're actually like just let her get this out of her system but also i'm gonna be firm with her i don't know maybe it's just me i'm just so awesome (laughs) but i mean you know you you actually are someone like you you know you're like a force like i reckon with you're not someone i can just you're not just i can't just push you around in the cw i mean guys you don't know this about us but most of the week you know, we're fighting over the topics. Most of my topics get turned down. I get argued with constantly. It's so hard being me. Actually, that's what the next episode is about, is how hard it is being me. 
because Rast is so dissatisfied. And, you know, when I do obnoxious things, he generally fucking puts me in my place. And then I know, worth it, is basically my reaction. And then I make Rust Dog sing, I swear, or something. Or I'll make love to you. Or Impy. Uh, just hypothetical situations. And he's like, that's not funny. But you're having a good time. But you're not like someone I can push around. Hmm. So it's interesting to me that like the story you tell me of like your partnership and your friendships in the before time of the divorce are very subservient where you're a very broken person. Because the person I know is actually... Yeah, I've, I've You're very passionate strong, about yeah. being very... Like very bad. This is what I wanted to say earlier. Mm. This podcaster that I've been listening to, yes. they got diagnosed with bipolar 21. And they were in therapy from when they were six. Very cool person. Very, very famous person. They lived their life like in therapy, you know, twice a week, three times a week, five times a week, seven times a week. You know, very focused on their mental illness and all their issues. And like they're one of those therapists. Um, you know, celebrities that every week they find out they have a new malady, but not in a porn fetish way, in a very sincere way, like, a, like, shit, you know, I don't eat right. You know, it's not because the society looks at them and goes, you're too thin, you're too fat, you're too druggy. They, like, find that in their own therapy spaces. They're, like, mature, but they're also, you know, going through shit. So my question to you was, like, I mean, you, I, I can't believe that you survived, you white-knuckled. Because, you know, with my broken elbow this week, I think I use this term with you now quite a lot, which mm. is, yeah, I'm white-knuckling. I think I use that term a lot because it's a term I feel like that just sums up how I feel about working right now, driving, dealing with the pain I'm in. I'm like, I'm white-knuckling. I've yeah, it's a good it. descriptive term. And I feel like you white-knuckled your mental health for 20 years. Hmm. 30 years. 40 years. Who knows when you first... Just you know. started, yeah. And, I mean, it's the terrible thing about taking drugs, but it's also the beautiful thing about taking drugs, is that you might have brought it on faster, or you might have like brought it on but the genetics were always there mm. you know that you were always designed to be this way this was your god design but anxiety is referred to sometimes as the god hole which i love and when you tell me about the pan and i go you didn't tell me and now we're having a fucking public discussion about it now to make you be confronted. In terms of that, I thought you always knew about the bi thing. No, I always knew about the bi thing. I think Pan is different. I think that... I think that... I uh, No, no, it's not that. You know it's not that about me. It's about mm. everything needs a discussion. I yeah. like words. I like a verbal... It's like... It's, it's my sign of respect to someone to be combative, to challenge them, to mm. tease them, to send... Push the boundaries, push the edges. Yeah. I, I'm only interested in you if I'm teasing you. If I'm teasing you, it means I'm, like, interested in your reaction. If I'm not teasing you, I'm not interested in your reaction. It's a, it's energy for me. Energy, and it's not just negative. Like, you might see, say, that's a very negative thing, Kat. Cool, but it's not, it's, it's not about negative or good, because I do it in good ways as well with you. Hmm. It's about a... What, who am I transferring energy to? Sometimes it's a little bit chaotic because it's also about where I am. Where, like, maybe on a Friday night, hypothetically, I want to have fun. 
that's different you know versus you know me just giving you time or whatever i want a conversation about everything this is an interesting conversation why a because you mean something to me but b also because i don't understand what this is i learned about non-binary six months ago i might have heard the term a million times but it only so i'm like um basically if i hadn't read a murder novel i wouldn't know murders exist mm. like you could tell me about it in the news and i wouldn't acknowledge it i have to actually read his things for me to understand that's why stevie king and me like daddy king we're, we're best of mates well he's my daddy him he doesn't know i exist but he knows i'm his constant reader you know we have fights when he kills animals and that's why he stopped doing that because actually he said all his fans are like me <laughs> we're <laughs> empath people look there's a lot to cover a lot to sort out i guess that for me it comes down to conversation and that's a lot to ask for someone who's like a very internal i mean i'm an introvert as well so i always respect it in the end hmm. but even though i'm i'm an introvert i'm a very verbal introvert you know that about me and it's a good thing yeah i think you you find out a lot more about me and about how i think about things and 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 how you feel you feel safer with me because even though i'm very introverted i'm like no 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 cats will da, 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 da. but you know you're invited in because just because of my words Mm. and i Actually. guess i guess i want i wanted to know what this meant to you and what it meant in our relationship and how were you going to tell me and how were you going to show me because also sometimes you tell someone something but it's only when you bring like your boyfriend home to auntie and uncle that they're like well you are gay son you know what i mean like you actually mm. Like, you can be like, I'm gay, and then, like, not do anything about it for 20 years. But it's only when you get that first boyfriend. It's only when you got that really flowery hairband that I panicked. And, like, you looked better than me one day that I was like, we have to do a podcast episode about this. In terms of that, we did have a pronoun discussion a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm fucking liberal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking awesome. Sorry, that's all I remember about that episode. Sorry, what was the what were your pronouns, bro? <laughs> uh, I'll take most of them, but my preferred ones are they them. Oh my god, that's a new thing though. They them was there was not was not in the initial. It thing. was. Well, I behind your back, I call you bitchy bitch and queen of eye eyeliner, and you don't paint your nails right girlfriend and I so i have those. i have my own secret pronoun gang for you and there'll be a tiktok about that later <laughs> and i, I can deal with those pronouns. deal with my hysteria okay so your your new pronoun pronouns are like they them yeah. that's kind of new though hey we did have that discussion i'll still accept he him and i'll accept she her even mm. But uh, preferred would be they, them, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this this week, guys. I'm going to no now doubt. terrorize our girl, Russ. And please send us your thoughts on this. Uh, Russ, where can people get hold of us? So you can email us, criticalwhimsy at gmail.com. Or we're on Facebook. Just search for Critical Whimsy. We've got us a page. Drop us a DM or a wall post. We'd love to hear from you guys. 
thoughts, suggestions, questions, comments, anything like that. Yeah, (laughs) literally anything. No, no criticism, guys. I don't take criticism well. I will, like, find you and hate you. Also, I know that I dated you or you tried to date me, so it doesn't count. There's no criticism here. That's catch. She's dated everyone. Rate us five stars. Stop slut-shaming. This whole episode is about my cleavage. I didn't say it was a bad thing. Banging everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you rate us five stars or don't rate us at all okay just so you know i just forget about us then move on to the other podcasts that we talk about all the time in the episodes and also we've got patreon and there'll be um some new surprises from us as you can see we're doing things a little bit differently (laughs) marginally but we love you and guys any issues any questions you phone sadag you contact us not that we can help but we can talk and we we will direct you because the CW is a team ish mostly me <laughs> and then you and Russ following me being awesome all right <laughs> and in that narcissistic note well, that's why we never need to ask me questions guys until we meet again from me cat think critically and from me Russell be whimsical <laughs>